picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes a bigger story is not always told. We are a program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. All right, we'd like to welcome you to part two of Beyond the Lenses segment on the top 10 drivers in monster truck history. We will remind you of our criteria, and it is as follows. Drivers who have been a part of multiple eras with, high, with success are higher on the list. Our lists are based on driver ability, not the technology of the trucks they drove. Racing and freestyle are both accounted for equally. If a driver has never competed in freestyle, which we define as the beginning of the Monster Jam World Finals era in 2000, then it is noted and taken into consideration. And finally, financial constraints and budget are also taken into consideration, albeit slightly. We want to introduce our panel for the night. We have Josh Rhodes, who is from Ramsey, Illinois, near the Fred Schaefer Barefoot, Jack Woman Jr. area of Illinois. As well, we have Dustin Hart returning from Nags Head, North Carolina, near the home of Gravedigger in Poplar Branch. And we have Ed Horman from O'Fallon, Missouri, not 10 minutes from the Bigfoot shop. So we have a uh, veritable monster truck all over the nation point of view. We hope that uh, you enjoy our upcoming segment here on the second part of the Top 10 Drivers. Now, guys, we want to see what you think we left off the list last time. Who are we missing? Who have we we underrated? Who have we overrated? What are your thoughts on the rest of this list and the makeup of it? The first name that uh, I'll throw out there that we didn't really get to hit on that much would be Mark Hall. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on him? Well, uh, aside from being the only driver in monster trucks to have 13 championships, and I know some of them were probably handed to him over the years, as many people think, he's still, in my opinion, one of the best drivers to ever strap into the seat. I think it, this can go one of two ways with Mark Hall. It depends on your level of uh, of cynicism and, and your criteria. Now, if you follow our criteria, uh, he meets the multiple errors criteria. He was in Pendo with, with the uh, executioner. Um, didn't have a great deal of success there, but I think he got the most out of his truck. Um, you know, they were getting started with the team there as independents and, and had a reasonable measure of success. Uh, their equipment was upgraded, and they started knocking off Bigfoot, knock, knocking off some of those other trucks. And, uh, you know, once the Dodge sponsorship came around, they really took off with their team. Uh, the problem uh, you can be cynical about is uh, he's had issues with, with running in series that the competition is not bad, but it is limited. You know, the Monster National Series for a long time was – only a separate list, a, a, a specific list of drivers. It was only five drivers, five trucks. So Mark was the class of that field. He far and away won those championships. Uh, my problem with that whole thing is there were only four other drivers that competed against him every weekend. Yes, they all attended the same races. Yes, he came out on top. But to me, it is the Monster Nationals Championship, not a national championship or a world championship because he didn't compete against anybody but five other drivers. He did a great job. He was fantastic, and he has a lot of talent behind the wheel. In racing especially, he is absolutely incredible, Uh, whether it be a turning course, straight course, anything. Um, 
he was boosted by the the sponsorship as any team and any truck any driver would be when you have more dollars coming your way you can run harder and he did a great job in the MLMT series so that brings him back up uh, the problem with the special events and the Monster Nationals championships if you want to call them that is that in Monster Nationals cases as I said you only have four or five drivers competing against each other in special events that was even less overall because uh, with the exception of maybe Bigfoot, maybe even throwing Avenger here later on, uh, every truck didn't attend every show. So is it a real championship, or have you just ran the most shows? Well, he had success, but he had a pro- he had problems with uh, the competition that he was going up against. So would you say we're going to bring him down a few notches because he's run smaller events and not the larger ones? I mean, we, we can't. Uh, like you said, he's been running with the same group of people um, all the time, and he, he has now got to Monster Jam, and we've seen him take Tom Mintz to the limits and everyone else when he was in Indy. Uh, so do we are we bringing him down because only running smaller events? I think I think what you have to say is you you can't judge him on 13 championships. You can't really say that he won 13 national championships. You can say that he won all the series that he was a part of and did a fantastic job driving in there. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing that helps him now is that, yes, he did get into Monster Jam a little more. He was at some of the bigger arena shows on the courses that we've seen, you know, the Andersons, the Pawkins, the Mences run. So, as we mentioned, you know, that, that race that's now one of the best races of uh, 2010, uh, first quarter-wise, was his his semifinal race with Tom Mintz. He took Mintz to the line. So obviously there's not a not a uh, an issue there with him talent wise behind the wheel. It's just what you judge him on needs to not be the championships, but his ability behind the wheel. And his ability behind the wheel is great, Robbie. You and I were both at that uh, Indianapolis event, and I don't know if you could see it from where I from where you were, but uh, watching both those drivers, Mintz and Hall, in that race. I don't think I've ever seen two drivers work as hard as those two guys worked in the cockpit going around that track. That's what I was watching most of the race. Yeah, it, it had a feel to me of this is exciting again. And I might catch some flack for that, but there are some races that, you know, in every series with every promoter, they just aren't exciting. You know who's going to win if breakage isn't a factor. And in that race, I was excited about racing again, and that's very important. I think Mark Hall definitely brings an excitement for racing to his program, to whatever series he is a part of, and he's a fantastic racer. Um, that's not to discount his ability in freestyle, but if you had to pick, if you asked anybody what Mark Hall's abilities were, what stood out to them most, most people would say his racing ability before his freestyle ability. It's kind of interesting with Mark Hall. It's kind of a double-edged sword because, as we discussed earlier, you know, he, you know, with some of the championships he ran, like the special events championships, you know, Raminator and Ammunition were the only two trucks that competed at every event. Whereas, in the case of the Major League of Monster Trucks championship, Mark Hall dominated the events that he attended. Had he been booked for all of the events, I don't think there's within any shadow of a doubt he probably could have taken that championship. He was dominant at every one of those events he ran. It's definitely a good point to bring up because you have to judge the drivers, uh, you know, on their ability as opposed to he won this, he won that because of how 
you know, the promotion split up the drivers and split up the talent. MLMT was a cool thing in a lot of senses because A, the course design, but B, also who was running against who. You had Hall and Runte and David Smith. You had all these drivers running against each other that normally they might not have come together in the same place at the same time. So you got to see some cool stuff. That's what we're seeing with, with the Halls running Monster Jam sometimes now. And uh, you definitely get to see what everybody's capable of when they're under the same building. With Robbie kind of touched upon it, uh, Mark's freestyle. Um, I think he's a little underrated in freestyle, to be honest with you. Uh, everyone, everyone knows that he's an awesome driver and everything like that, racer, I should say. And he can he'll race he can race with the best of them. But I think in freestyle he really hasn't been able to show what he what he has and what he's capable of. I know in Monster Jam, I've heard from Josh and some other people when that he was there in Indy that he stepped it up and did fairly well for himself. So I think that Mark is going to get a little knocked down a little bit because of his freestyle and not maybe being the best at that. But I think he's picking that up. Maybe he's moving his way back up our rankings here. That's the one thing about Monster Jam, though, is whenever you get booked to run one of those shows, you have to perform. Definitely. If you're at a big show like Indy and you have 40,000, 50,000 people staring you in the face, uh, you, need to go, you need to have that performance level when the spotlight's on you. You're going to be on TV. You know, It is an impression to the 50,000 people that are there, as well as many more viewers on television when it comes out. So no, no mistake made there. Every team that was there worked extra hard at that show anytime you do a tv show uh you know the lights come on you need to perform as josh said and uh as far as his freestyle in indianapolis i wasn't i don't remember a wow moment but i do remember him being solid doing a doing a good job you know there was no downtime it was well done you know uh that's what you can say about a lot of his freestyle runs he gets the big air he has great he does great donuts um I don't know that he's won a lot of big stadium freestyles against a Maximum Destruction or a Gravedigger, but I don't think that he's ever going to, to go out there and embarrass himself in freestyle. I think if you had to say it in a nutshell, Mark Hall is a great racer and a very good freestyler. Now we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We would like to thank AllMonster.com sponsor Storm Damage Monster Truck Racing for their great support throughout the 2010 season. Head on over to www.stormdamageracing.com for information on the Storm Damage Monster Truck as well as its teammate truck, Hurricane Force. Head on over to devastatormonstertruck.com for all your latest news on Mark Schrader's Devastator and the Felon Monster Truck. Be sure to follow the website of the three-time Monster Jam World Finals, Carl Van Horn, at www.carlvanhorn.com. You'll see updates from Carl himself as well as the All Monster staff. And now we're back. Let's continue this discussion. All right, that's a good conversation there on Mark Hall, definitely for sure. Uh, he belongs at the very least in the discussion of the top ten drivers of all time. Now, one person that we have not mentioned that I think undoubtedly deserves a spot in this top ten is Pablo Huffaker. Uh, from his time in Just Showing Off to his current ride, The Gravedigger, uh, I think he gets overlooked. No matter what group you put him in, it seems like his accomplishments are either overlooked or understated, or both. Uh, people seem to forget already that he's won a, a world freestyle championship behind the wheel of Captain's Curse. And it seems that every first quarter when he drives Gravedigger, he goes to the, the Texas shows, he goes to the shows that are close to home, he could go anywhere, 
and he's racking up victories. He's absolutely on fire, whether it's racing, freestyle, whatever. Doesn't matter. He runs his own equipment. He has multiple people in the his in in the industry trust his equipment, and I think it's a testament to his abilities behind the wheel. I think it's a testament testament to his smarts, to to the thing between his his ears, his brain. He is a fantastic talent and a smart guy behind the wheel, and off track as well. Oh, I agree with you 100% on that, Robbie. And let's not forget, too, a lot of people over in California and over in those uh, those states, they know him as the Gravedigger driver. They don't know Dennis very well. I believe Dennis has only been over there a few times. Pablo, though, has been just showing off since I uh, since about the 1988 season, whenever he was the third guy in the championship chase, just behind Bigfoot and USA 1. Definitely. he's He's had a long history in the sport as as many of the guys on this list that we talked about have, you know, he he was not always number one in that just showing off truck, but he came from nothing as far as, as being an independent. Now he's in one of the most popular trucks and is one of the most popular drivers. I think he's a it's a product of him being on the Gravedigger team. People will talk about Anderson. People will talk about these other drivers, but for whatever reason, sometimes he gets understated i don't understand why i think he's fantastic whether he's in a small arena i would put huffaker against almost anybody uh in any arena small large whatever and he's a contender and i think that's a marker of a great driver i know the one thing that he said about pablo is, is he's a great racer and a great freestyler and i mean all the accomplishments he's done uh how many times he's been to the the monster jam world finals just like that, not many, not even be driving Gravedigger, driving Blacksmith, Captain's Curse, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a year ago. I mean, just look at all those accomplishments in itself. Yes, yeah, very well balanced. You know, people people also forget in the the beginning of I would say the beginning of the Monster Jam era. I mean, he was very. I would have said he was on his way to a racing victory at uh, World Finals too before he had the little dumpster incident that we all know so well. Uh, he was bad fast, as Dustin would say. He was bad fast at Vegas for a long time. I don't know if he's necessarily lost that or if luck has just gotten the best of him. You have to have things go right for you. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But when he has a few things even bounce his way, his ability behind the wheel, uh, whether it's racing or freestyle, on the biggest stage or the smallest, is unquestionable. 100% agreed right there. Uh, just just a few things about Pablo that I know and just to showcase his driving talent, we cannot ever forget those two speed shows last year that came on from Anaheim and San Diego where he put down two of the greatest freestyle runs I think I've personally ever seen and two of the best racing victories I think I've ever seen as well. One on that very tight Anaheim-style course and the other on that big looping Chicago style in San Diego. Definitely a good point there. You have to take into consideration the track style. You know, If you can only compete and do well in a straight line, or you can only compete and do well in a Chicago style, or whatever the case may be, then you have a problem. Well, if you put Huffaker on a course like that Anaheim course, I mean, you have to be a true awesome driver to make it happen and not make mistakes round after round after round on a course like that. You are an incredible driver if you can make that happen. That chicane in Vegas has a lot of people scared to this day. Huffaker was one of the first to figure it out, and he was very fast. 
in the first part of the uh, Monster Jam World Finals era. He's still fast. There's a reason he's there. Um, you know, the other thing we can mention, though, is his equipment. Uh, if you go to a show where Pablo Huffaker is at, his equipment is always top-notch. You have, you have his own – he makes his own chassis. He makes his own shocks. Other people use them. But I think the best endorser for Pablo Huffaker is he's sat there and he's analyzed everything. He's figured this stuff out. He's one of the smartest men in monster trucks, and he runs his own equipment. You know, there's no better marker of uh, pride in one's equipment and trust in one's equipment than running it, running it on his own. There are people that make chassis for others and don't necessarily run all their stuff all the time. And Huffaker always has his stuff, and I mean his stuff, together. I can attest to that. And Pablo being smart is, is in this, this past year in Quincy, Illinois, myself and Josh were there at this event, and Pablo was there too. And he happened to be one of the very few, he happened to be the only driver I saw that he actually watched every single run of everybody just to see how they were going to react in the track and so on and so forth like that. It was it was rather amazing to see him just stand there and kind of pick apart each guy's run. And then the next night, next day they had some rain. And uh, to see him go out there and maneuver the way that he did compared to the other guys that were at this event, it was amazing. I mean, he went out there and put on a freestyle that myself – and a few others, we didn't think it would be, would be possible in the mud, but he went out there and did that. And I know Josh could uh, attest to here and say that he saw that run, and it, it was pretty amazing. Wouldn't you agree there, Josh? Oh, I agree. Plus, for the fact that he uh, reminded the water truck guy that he needed to water the track out there in turn three and four after the rain, that was the best part of the whole weekend. All right, the next driver we're going to talk about is going to be Jack Loomis, as a lot of people may know or may not know. He was the original driver of the Taurus truck, designed the actual chassis that you see Tom Minch drive. Um, guys, I want to know what your opinion on him is. I think if you mention Jack Wilman Sr., you also have to mention Jack Wilman Jr. They, you know, Jr. obviously picked up where Sr. started, and the way Sr. started was great. I mean, he brought some innovation to the sport. He brought uh, definitely a killer instinct and attitude and racing of aggressiveness. And you will go even farther back to his least front Taurus truck, and he was one of the first people to crush a bus. And that's often forgot. I don't exactly know who the first person was, but there were multiple people doing that in the 80s. I think that's pretty cool. I think, you know, innovation is definitely something that you want to push the limits of whatever you're driving. And when that Taurus 3 truck came out, it was top of the line. It was kicking butt, state of the art. Once Senior stepped out, uh, Junior picked up basically right where he left off. And anytime Jack Wilman Jr. was in a field in Penda, in the old Monster Truck Challenge shows, uh, he was fantastic. He was very aggressive. If he was behind, he knew he was going to nail it, get that thing going, and, and just do a fantastic job behind the wheel. Uh, you know, it was a front-engine Wilman chassis, and that design has stood the test of time. You know, there have obviously, you know, adjustments that, Tom has made over the years to it. Uh, it's been tweaked a little, but the basic design is still there. I think that's incredible. I think they definitely deserve a spot. The Wilmans deserve a spot in the top ten, at least discussion-wise. One thing I can attest to it is uh, I don't really know too much about the Wilmans, but one thing I can remember about watching them on TV was that they were the one of the busiest teams back in the day, too. 
because they would run a race and out would run Jack Sr., Jack Jr. get out of the seat, they look over the truck, and then they drive it back to the pits, and they'd be rushing to get that thing back for the next round. Definitely a good point there, you know. And and I can also, I remember one point from, as you said, watching them on TV, Sr. actually did get behind the wheel of the newer, at the time, Taurus, the, you know, the, the, three chassis i believe he was in detroit for a monster wars event for whatever reason he was behind the wheel and he did a great job on a j-hook course you know turning course and was still good so i mean fantastic job there in a field that had Gravedigger, had bigfoot had overkill some of those other drivers uh of that era that have carried over to this era i mean if you can compete and you haven't been behind the wheel for a long time you can just get behind the wheel of something new like that and compete definitely you have some ability behind the wheel. Uh, Jack Woman Jr., same thing. You know, uh, That truck was being launched in that era, whether he was up against a Gravedigger, Bigfoot, whatever the case may be. He ran Penda. He ran USHRA. He ran everything and ran it well. So I think that's definitely a an argument for Jack Woman Jr. Best of equipment, best of aggressiveness. I think the one thing that's going to knock them down for me myself would be that I don't really think they freestyled all that much. I mean, we do know how the chassis would hold up and everything like that, but that we don't know about their own driving style and so forth like that. So I think that's the one thing for me that would knock them out of my top ten. But other than that, they're a great racer. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's the thing with some of these drivers, the, the Kramers, the Brasses. Uh, you knew they, were, they would get wild and pull trucks out of situations in racing. And obviously the same for Wilman. I can remember several times where he just – you know, floorboarded the thing and, you know, usually pulled it back from, from trouble. But uh, you can't just insert them in a freestyle field and say have at it, you know, and, and say that they would do this or they would do that in freestyle. And up until a couple of years ago, that was that was all you could say about a lot of guys. And you can see some guys are coming back with the technology we have. Their bodies can handle it, you know. So uh, Mike Wine's a name that comes to mind. You know, other guys are considering it. So, it's interesting to note. I'd love to see, uh, you know, Jack Jr. behind the wheel again, but you'll never know. Sometimes you just never know. All right, so you've heard from our staff on their picks for the top 10 drivers. We will upload a list in very soon and post it to the front page of allmonster.com with our personal picks for the top 10 drivers. We've discussed a lot of them in here. We want to hear from you, you the fans, about your top 10 drivers of all time. Who do you think should have made it? Are we right? Are we wrong? Who would you put in? You know, we want to have your opinions on here. We will answer some of your some of your questions about our list, and we will, as well, mention some of your lists if you post up on Facebook at allmonster.com on track. We also want you to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash allmonstervideos. Get at us on there. Maybe attach a clip that we've uploaded as proof that you think this driver or that driver is in the top ten. Not only would we like fans to do this, but drivers, you're encouraged too. The crew, anybody. It doesn't have to be just a fan. It could be anybody that sends our list, and we'd like to hear from you. And that's it for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time, and thank you.